Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well-lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Record today on C103. Text or WhatsApp Patricia with your comment. 086-2103-103. And Peter Dowdell, theirishgardener.com, uh, joins me on this Wednesday afternoon. Good afternoon to you, Peter. Good afternoon, uh, Patricia. And How are you? I'm, I'm very well and you're very welcome. And a lot of people, obviously, are either out in the garden or planning on getting out in the garden because the weather forecast is just peach for the next few it's, days. It's at Easter is the time where we all kind of get out there, isn't it? It really is. And like, was it Monday? Was that... Sunday and Monday. Monday was, the, was the atrocious. Really, no, yeah. Sunday was bad, but Monday was, was really bad. And then the following day, it's like a different country. So yeah. hopefully now that was the end of the winter weather and we're straight into the summer for the next six months. Oh, it'd be great. It would really be great. OK, hi, uh, Peter and Patricia. I have a patch of wild garlic after getting established in my lawn. I tried digging it out last year, but it looks like I've only spread it. How can I get rid of it? It's like a weed, thanking you. Well, it's a weed or, or wildflower, depending on which patch yeah. you wear. Um, <laughs> Really, there is, I have no magic wand on this one. There is there is no easy way around it. it. It really is digging it out is all you can do with the bulb. So you need to go down quite deep to get all the bulbs out. And even then, I'd say you probably still won't. But you will weaken it each time. You haven't spread it, um, I wouldn't think, by, by, by trying to dig it out last year. Just keep trying to dig it. Uh, even if you did want to use a weed killer like glyphosate, um, which, is, which is the active ingredient in Roundup and nearly all weed killers, uh, even if you did want to use that, it's not that successful. You will have more success by digging it out. Now, it may mean you're digging out half the lawn or a cer- certain uh, part, large part of the lawn, which may need to be redone. But it, it, I'm afraid it's just a question of a, a bitter pill. You'll have to, you'll have to do that, dig it up to get it, uh, and maybe it will need incorporating fresh topsoil and, and putting down some fresh seed. A lot of work there. Marion has oh, been on. Our learn, sorry Trish, our learn to love it as I always That's say, it, that's it. it. Yeah. Like me with the daisies. I love my daisies. Yeah. Marion says, my wisteria has flowered twice a year for the past seven years, but is now not flowering at all. There are no buds or shoots. The wood is dry and brittle. There are, however, new shoots at the base. The wisteria is over 20 years old. I have taken a soil test and it says it's very alkaline. I've tried putting phosphorus down at the base. Is it dead or can it be saved? Thanking you. 
it's one of these ones that without seeing it, it's quite difficult to answer, but it sounds pretty dramatic. Uh, and first first thing uh, to deal with there is the soil test and the pH and it being alkaline. So if the pH is wrong, if the soil pH is wrong, it's not going to dramatically kill any plant, particularly a 20-year-old plant overnight or even over a period of a few months. Uh, if the soil pH is wrong, the plant won't thrive, but it won't thrive for years. It'll just, it'll just disimprove each year. This is something, it sounds to me, something environmental. So in other words, if you have an established wisteria, which is a climbing plant, and suddenly it all dies, which it sounds like, the stems are brittle, there's no shoots coming on, that sounds like something environmental. Like, for example, oil could have been spilled nearby or weed killer drifted onto it. Something dramatic happened to it to knock it back so quickly and so dramatically. We didn't have an incredibly severe winter, so it's unlikely to be that. It's unlikely to have been last year's drought because it's over 20 years of age. If it was a new plant, I'd say that's very possible. Now, the the fact that it's coming on with new shoots from from At the, the base, base of the plant yeah. means that life isn't gone. Like what what has gone brittle and isn't producing buds, that growth unfortunately is probably gone. It's probably finished, but there's still life in the root system, so it is regenerating. You know, the, the bad news is what's gone is gone but the good news is it will probably regenerate relatively quickly uh, you probably won't have flowers this year but within two or three years i'd expect to see that probably every bit as vigorous as it was up to now hopefully but i would remove i would remove any dead growth that's there where possible i, I say where possible because it could be climbing on walls and tr- especially after things. 20 years yeah. yeah. The only other thing is, if it wasn't an environmental thing like weed, weed killer spray or, or, as I say, oil or pollution or something like that, or maybe something went in near it, like a heat recovery unit or a vent or a gas boiler or something like that. Uh, but if it wasn't anything like that, um, perhaps it has got a fungal infection. It's 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 impossible to say without seeing it. Okay. All right. Mary in Bohabui wants to know potato fertilizer. She said, "Can I use it on my shrubs and flowers? I do put it on my lawn." Data fertilizer is quite a high potassium fertilizer to, to from memory, so it would be good for the lawn in the in the autumn, autumn winter, where it, because potassium would promote good root development in the lawn. Where we would, the reason it's used for vegetables and potatoes in particular is because they like high potassium to produce their crops. Um, so you could use it on your other flowers. I don't. I tend not. To, I actually would, would use just a general organic fertilizer in my veg beds and my fruit beds. But uh, with the potato fertilizer, you could use it on your other plants and flowers. High potassium is just. It, it should lead to a, a bit of an increase in flowers, certainly. Okay, someone got in very early with a text this morning says, uh, uh, Helen says, uh, hi, uh, question for for Peter, please. I have an agapanthus in a pot for about four years. It didn't flower very well last year. If I put it in the open ground, should I divide it up and would that help? Agapanthus flower when they get congested, uh, in other words, when the root system gets congested. So the fact that it didn't flower well last year, I would ask the question, did it flower well in the previous years? And I suspect that the answer is no, uh, in which case it may flower better this year because the more congested it gets, the better it will do. So if you take it out of the pot now, divide it and replant it, you're, you're kind of starting from scratch in that now you're planting it outside. It has all this root room. Uh, you know, it will start naturally congesting, but it will take a few years. You can take it out of the pot. You can divide it. You can plant it outside. But it it would probably take a couple of years for it to start flowering properly again. My advice would be leave it in the pot for this year. Feed it with the, the liquid form of the Nature Safe, which is a good uh, liquid plant food to promote flowering. Feed it quite a lot with that over the summer. 
I think you're going to have a good flowering uh, display from it this year because it is more congested in the pot. If so, there's your answer. If not, then uh, come next winter or this winter, uh, do what you're suggesting. Lift it out of the pot, divide it and plant it out. Okay, Mike in Bantry says, Hi Peter, my grandfather used to paint the bottom part of the apple tree trunk with a white wash. I'm wondering, do people still do it? And if so, why do they do it? They don't still do it. They do it, you know where you'd see it, is in uh, Greece. They still do it in Greece. And uh, in Athens in particular, in, in they paint the, the base of their, not their apples, but their citrus plants. And I remember speaking to somebody over there once and asking them, they were saying is, is um, it keeps the stem cool, not something we're doing here, not something we have to worry about here, but also it repels aphids. Uh, I don't know why his grandfather used the whitewash here. Maybe the lime content would would stop uh, some of the aphids and that from overwintering. I don't know. Um, I haven't heard of it happening here before, so so I don't know. But I'll ask around yeah. what you would be used to people painting on apples here is a tar wash or a winter wash, which will stop our, our grease bands, which stops the insects from climbing the stem. And and um, and that and, works. And that works. But the tar wash is, a, I, I, I recommend a winter wash, an organic winter wash instead of the tar the tar oil but um, I haven't heard of the, the whitewash before okay. Tom in Neusistan has a Grisolinia hedge that has gone too high and too strong is now a good time of the year to give it a good cutting back thinking you can't you. do that you no can't that you can't yeah. you're, you're <laughs> you're not wrong yeah. season yeah yeah you're not allowed the, the best time to do it would be the end of February uh, so our Obviously, now you want to do it now. You're not allowed to do it now. And the reason being is the, the wildlife act. The world. So you're protecting wildlife so, because birds could be nesting in the hedge. So it's actually illegal and against the law under the wildlife act to cut back your hedge until September. But the good news is September is the perfect time to cut back a grisolinia hedge. So come September, cut it back. And you'll be able to do it then and, and, and everything will be fine. OK, hi, I have two palm trees in pots. They're about three foot high. All I do is water them. But they're a bit pale looking now and not as green as they had been on previous years. Should I put manure onto them? Or what would Peter think, thinking you? They've got too big for the pot. Yeah. simple as that. They need to go into a bigger pot. So manure or fertilising or even liquid fertiliser will help them to a degree, but it won't give them what they need at this stage. Nature is nature and it just they, the roots need more room. They need more nutrients. They need more soil. So either into a bigger pot or into the open ground, which can be done at this time of the year. Hi, Peter. Can I put lawn gold down now? Mary from Mallow wants to know. Yes, and I would put it down now because it is a moss will colonise lawns that are under stress and they'll be under stress due to lack of nutrients. So the lawn gold will give them the, the correct amount of nutrients at this time of the year, which will prevent getting under stress. And also by changing the pH of the soil in the lawn, uh, you're creating conditions which moss just cannot tolerate. But certainly start, start the, the lawn gold now, yeah. Helen says, hi, Peter, my son has a red robin hedge. He set it about three or four years ago. He trimmed the top, but it's very thin down along the bottom of it. Any advice to taking it out, please? Yeah, he needs to do a bit more than trim the top. He needs to cut it back quite hard to do that, to encourage encourage growth down low. So when you're cutting it back now, or when he's cutting it back now, and again, not now because it's the wrong time of the year, even though it's that thin, there's very unlikely to be any any wildlife nesting in it. Um, by cutting it back quite a bit harder, you're going to encourage side shoots to, to come into growth, which will thicken it up, obviously, down lower. But just be careful when you're cutting it back. Don't remove all the foliage. So if it's very bare down low, just cut it back, ensuring that you're leaving at, at least one leaf or pair of leaves per stem. Uh, so it could be a gradual thing, but you're just, you just hasn't been cutting it back hard enough thus far. 
Uh, Mary in Kildare says, I've got a Christmas cactus flower. Last three to four years it was in a pot and it was lovely. But this year, since Christmas, it looks like it's dying. It was in flower Christmas. Any idea? Do I need to feed it? Is it because it's pot bound? What can I do to save it? Sometimes, uh, as I'm sure you'll agree with me, Trish, is sometimes after they flower particularly well, they look they dreadful, look very <laughs> wilting and, and 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 hungry and sick. They just all their energy has gone into the flowers, and they're taking time to to recoup, if you like. Um, so it could well be that, and I suspect that's what it is. But there are other problems, like there are other possibilities. It could have been too damp or too wet. So I, but without seeing it, it's impossible to say. But send a photograph in, either send it to myself on Facebook, the Irish Gardener, or send it into the radio station. I'll have a look at it certainly uh, and come back with, with any suggestions. Yeah, because I have a friend of mine and he's fantastic with the, he's got a go- gorgeous array of Christmas cactus, but he admits that, that during the year, he says sometimes they can look like really ugly plants. And they then really they're can, just, yeah. they're spectacular when they flower. I mean, they really yeah. are. But then out of season, they're not yet. They're not the prettiest looking, um, that's for sure. Okay, uh, what else has come in? Hi, uh, Peter. Uh, what trees can I plant in my lawn at this time of the year? And they put, this is from Sheila, and she puts in brackets, cherry blossoms, question mark, question mark. She's looking to plant yes, trees. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like I obviously I don't know the lawn, I don't know the garden, so I can't I can't suggest what would be a good tree for that situation because I don't know it. But uh, in terms of which trees can you plant at this time of the year, provided they're growing in containers in pots in the garden centre, you can plant any tree at all. So so it's just the bare root or root bald trees where you're limited by time because they can only be lifted out of the ground in the nursery at certain times of the year. So the bare root or root ball trees are November to March, but anything that's containerized growing in a pot in the garden centre can be planted 12 months of the year. Just pay attention to watering during the summer. Okay, Tom has suggested to the lady with the wild garden, the wild garlic, she should be eating it. We, yes, have, we, we have it in our salad, says salad. Tom. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is, it is great. Yeah, it is. You see, that's the one thing about the, and we have to think of bees, and we're trying to do our bit, our bit for, for to keep the bee population going. Hi, Peter. I sprayed my roses with copper sulphate, but they are slow getting fresh leaf. Should I be concerned? No, that should that wouldn't be anything to do with the copper sulphate. Um, roses, if they're, I'm presuming by the sound of it that they were pruned as well. Sorry, the reason I'm presuming they were pruned is because if the caller was diligent enough to be out at the right time of the year with the copper sulphate, I'm sure they were diligent enough to have pruned it as well. So um, I wouldn't be too worried the fact that the leaves are so. That's nothing to do with the copper sulphate. So I'd say just give it a bit of time. I'd say this, this weekend coming now with the high temperatures, we should see a lot of growth. Okay, here's a very general question. Could you ask Peter, please, what are the best plants for hanging baskets? By the way, I'm not very green-fingered. Well, <laughs> so somebody trying funny. to start out, I, I yeah, imagine. Yeah, well, it, it, it is a general question, but it's, I'm kind of laughing to myself because I'm just doing a video at the moment on hanging basket plants, and it's for social media, it's for the Irish Gardener on Facebook. Uh, so I, I'm, I can tell you exactly what we've been using. Brilliant. Uh, we're using Serfinia petunias, which are the trailing petunias, which are about the best of all for hanging baskets. They, they really give you that, what I call the conicilty effect, you know, where you see buildings just dripping with colour. And just so, gorgeous. <clears throat> magic. So, um, trailing petunias, trailing geraniums, upright geraniums for the centre, trailing fuchsias. Uh, for foliage, look at a plant called Napita, or ivy is another one, obviously. Um, then Biden's aurea, which is a lovely yellow one, and Bacopa snowflake, which is a white trailing plant, are very, very important, again, going back to biodiversity and the pollinators, because an awful lot of the bedding plants that we use are very, very intensively hybridized, and therefore they have next to zero uh, amounts of pollen for the bees. But this Bacopa snowflake 
and Biden's Aurea, and it's great news because I use them anyway because I love them. Um, but I would say to everybody who's planting a hanging basket or a window box this year, do look for those plants. Biden's Aurea and Bacopa Snowflake. They're two plants which are loved by the bees and the pollinators. So we can still plant our bedding, but just make sure we put some of the good plants in with it. Um, so there's a good few names there for, for to get the, the hanging okay. basket started. And and you're saying, uh, do, when will that go up on your Facebook page? Uh, that one will go up the first week in May, which okay. is probably just a bit early to be encouraging hanging baskets, yes. Okay. All right, listen, we'll leave it there. Thank you for that. Lovely, thanks, Trish. And thanks for joining us. And we'll talk to you again next week. That is uh, Peter Dowdle of the uh, IrishGardener.com. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.